Hello and welcome to People First Mayor's podcast. Today we have our laser officer Daniel with us to tell us about himself, his role and the organisation. Hi Daniel, how are you today? Hi Siobhan, I'm good thanks, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Daniel Morgan. I'm from Liverpool and I'm the Advocacy Liaison Officer for People First Merseyside, which I have been since April 2020, so right in the the midst of that first lockdown. Um, And yeah, that's kind of the the briefest overview, but do you want to talk about my job role? Yeah. Yeah. So why did you choose this role? So, I've worked with um, with people with mental health problems and then people with learning disabilities as well in different capacities a few years back. And then my last job was um, doing helping. It was like money advice, so helping people with their debts, and that was really good too. But it was sort of less hands on and less working with people. And after doing that for a while, I kind of felt like going back to more working a bit more directly with people. So I was looking for opportunities and this obviously appeared and it seemed really interesting. To be honest, I didn't really know what it exactly would mean before I started because it's quite a general term, you know, when you say advocacy liaison officer, but obviously um, learning more about advocacy and then after having started, got really into the role. And yeah, so it was sort of, to answer your question, it was to work a bit more closely with people again and particularly with learning disabilities as like a group because obviously it's a great group. Thank you for telling us that. So what do you do in this role? So advocacy is, I mean as you know, is essentially sort of helping people to have their voices heard and their needs met. So obviously everyone's lives are very complicated and everyone's different so what that means will really depend on the person um yeah so it, it really can mean anything at all um but yeah it's to it's centered around having your voice heard and your needs met that that makes sense have you ever worked with a self-advocacy group before no honestly i haven't and i didn't really know much about advocacy i knew about the word advocate like to advocate but not in an official sense or not as a job if if you know what I mean I didn't yeah. know what that would mean as a job um, so no I haven't but obviously now I've done it quite extensively Do you think over time working with people who do self-advocacy do you think it's a good thing to do? Yeah, I think it's a fantastic thing to do. I think anything that is empowering, and particularly to to more vulnerable or people who are sort of disempowered by, um, I guess, society or yeah, you know, structures in general. Anything that helps with that can only be a good thing. And um, you know, for the most part, the people that I work with seem to get a lot out of the the organisation and. The organisation in general, and also the work that I do, it's it's quite it's really fulfilling, and 
you know, you, you do obviously there, there are difficult times. You're working with some quite difficult problems sometimes, but um, yeah, when things when you get a win, things are really nice and feel really good. So. So, to link on to that, can you tell us a bit about how you change people's lives? Um, so, yeah, obviously I've been here for over two years now and like supported quite a lot of people with lots of different issues. So, without going into lots and lots of detail, some of the things have been quite a lot of benefit issues, obviously people with learning disabilities. Um, often receive or entitled to benefits and sometimes they're already receiving them they need um, you know to, to re to be reassessed and need support to be reassessed or to have reviews I've supported some people to re, you know they went and getting the, what they were entitled to from the beginning so we do all that and then there's things like safeguarding referrals if somebody's you know at risk or care needs assessments if people's needs change and they need more support than they're getting um, Finding new housing or complaints with staffing, um, yeah, and then other more specific things as well. But it can be anything. It can be health stuff. It can be legal stuff. It can be housing staffing. You know, it, anything that you don't currently have support with, either from support in place or from family, and you need, you know, to address. And Daniel helped out me um, in the past. <clears throat> so with having mental health issues and learning disabilities I thought it, it was really hard communicating with people and I didn't actually get listened to which in our organisation because we get empowered to get listened to it started affecting me in a way that I was really getting triggered and on the edge of self-harming again. And Daniel helped me, like, get me juice because my juice was locked in the cupboard because of a tenant there, a diabetic and stuff like that. Not going into much detail, but now I've got it out and helped me really fight for my vice and get a social worker again and trying to move on to my next step of life and to have Daniel in the organisation also helps all other stuff out because a lot of the time before Daniel started we have we always have personal problems with human beings well, at the end of the day, we just need a lot of person or other hand to help us out with because everyone needs that. And I think with Daniel being there, he's also not only helped out the members, he's helped out the staff with keeping that load off to them and keeping their mental health down. So it's nice to see people actually grow and not be worried about stuff because we can lean on Daniel. Sometimes it might be like 10 people leaning on them and then one of us might be like, you're okay. <laughs> but he's one of the greatest people personally that I know and how he changed my life for the better is... I feel like I'm actually getting listened to 
and I'm moving on with my life and actually I'm starting my next chapter in life, what we talk about. No one was still wound of merging, so that's, I've given permission to talk about that, to explain to people that might think, why do you employ someone like Daniel? You've got to think about people's health and well-being, and that's a big, important key to our organisation. So Daniel is the key to our mm. lives. Well, thanks for your kind words. So what do you like about working at People's First? Really sad. Uh, I think primarily just all the members are kind of really inspiring and fun and just nice people to work with. So that's, that's the first thing. I think when you enjoy kind of who you work with, that makes it a lot a lot easier to do, even, you know, especially if your job's really difficult or if you're dealing with a difficult issue. Um, and then, you know, obviously, as, as you probably gathered from what I was saying before, the, the nature of the work is quite varied. So, you know, it's never quite one issue, um, you know, on repeat. There's always something different or something unexpected or, um, you know, as you said, everyone's lives are really complicated. So it's always a little bit different depending on who you're working with or what it is that you're doing. So I think that variety, you know, if you're going to do something every week for most of the year having a bit of variety and a bit of um yeah spontaneity i think helps make it more interesting what is spontaneity spontaneity is like when something comes up and it's maybe unexpected but not in a bad way do you know what i mean so it's like it's my life (laughs) like spare spare the moment yeah my life so like not not like a bad surprise but like uh, it's you, you maybe something comes up so okay I'll just you just change your plans and you adjust and you adapt and it's kind of like a, a bit of a not a game but like a bit of a it adds to the challenge in an interesting way so does that make sense? Uh, yeah and I think that's really good that you said that because our lives can change really quick mm. and I think people like me and like in our organisation, we find it hard to deal with change sometimes because when stuff change and understanding stuff and everything like that, like electricity going up and stuff, mm. I think it's more powerful that you help people out and you save people from deteriorating, which you keep people well. <laughs> You like our little little mascot, like our little <laughs> things to well, as well. That's very kind as well. I think you are right though. I think that like everything's changing all the time and really, really complicated and sometimes you've got time to prepare for things and sometimes you don't and maybe if you're more vulnerable then you might be worried about change more and or you know, you might feel less able to deal with that on your own, so it's um, it's only natural that people maybe with a learned disability might need a little bit more support with things changing in the way that they, they are or the way that they do um, especially when a lot of things or you know services or the things that change they don't really make it very uh, available to you to understand it they don't really give you the time 
um, to explain or you know often you'll just get a letter or a phone call and who you're speaking to doesn't know you or the letter doesn't really know much about you it's just to say some information that you might not understand or might be confusing and it's yeah it's just a lot to deal with isn't it everything's um, life's really complicated so yeah it's important to, for me to be a bit adaptable and to be flexible and to to roll with the punches as they come and help us with our health and well-being <laughs> which is the key to our organisation so what do you do outside people's first Merseyside uh, so obviously I work here three days a week and I've got another job that I do the other two days which is a guitar teacher um, so I teach mostly mostly children but it doesn't have to be it just happens to be mostly children but um, yeah, ranging from maybe six or seven up to yeah teenagers and, and then occasionally adults as well, which is nice too. Um, mostly guitar and sometimes other instruments, maybe a bit bass, but ukulele, some, some yeah, something like that. So how much do you pay to do that if people wanted to join? <laughs> no, good. Do you pay or do you, is it free? It's not free. It is a it's a private. It's, so it's at a school of its own, but it's private tuition. So. Um, I go to the one place and then parents bring their kids there and they, one lesson after another. So it's kind of run like a school where lessons are scheduled, but um, it's privately run. Privately run. So mm. what's that organisation? That's called Pulse. Pulse. Yeah. Thank you for telling us that, if people want to join <laughs> into that. Is there anything else you would like to tell us? Um. I'm not really sure. Well, I'm, I'm happy with that. It's been nice having a conversation with you, as it always is. And thank you for coming today, Daniel, and you have made me smile and you light up everyone's day. Oh. So thank you for listening to today's episode of People First Merseyside podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye! <laughs>